Welcome to the CDM podcast. Like, share, five-star rate, and review this podcast. If you haven't done it already, download the CDM app. Come join the growing platform where you can access our praying community of disciple makers and learn from our podcasts, blogs, and videos that will help you know how to make disciples in your life and ministry. While you're on there, you can support this podcast by following the link to our Patreon page. Your support allows us to continue to offer and create new content and support disciple makers like you transform their communities with the gospel of the kingdom. As a thank you to those who give at least $5 a month, you'll have access to our premium content that dives even deeper into the challenges and tips for disciple making. So today's podcast, guys, we're going to be talking about making ourselves vulnerable or leaving ourselves vulnerable to the enemy. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about what is it that can leave us vulnerable to his attacks? What can we do in order to be able to shore that up? The Bible tells us to be sober and vigilant because our adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. And also in Matthew 7, 24 to 27, it says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. In Proverbs, it says a man without self-control is like a city broken down into and left without walls. You know, guys, since we know that we're going to be attacked by Satan, how are we preparing ourselves to be strong in this war. We have to be honest with ourselves and see that are we actually building up our lives in order to be able to prepare against his attacks? You know, I have a, I have a doctor friend of mine who I was talking to and about people who have a lot of chronic issues and things like that. And he said, well, he said, some people, they honestly have some issues that they tried so many things and they can't get past. He said, but the people that I can't stand, he said, are the people who complain about their health. Oh, my back. Oh, this. Oh, that. But yet when I tell them, okay, well, this is some simple steps that can be able to make it better, may not be perfectly better, but it'll definitely get you on a good track and it'll get, give you that plan. Well, they come back. Oh, okay. And then the next time they come back, they haven't done any of those things. And when I remind them of it, they just, they don't really want to do it. And so they, they, they want to complain about it and pretend like they have no power to do anything about it. And he's like, those people don't have a right to complain about those particular things that are bothering them if they're not willing to do anything about it. I don't even want to talk to them. Now, I think all of us have had people or situations or even maybe ourselves in those places where there are issues 
And we know that there was some, something that can be done. We know that there's something that somebody else could do, or maybe even we know ourselves that uh, there's something I probably could do to make this better. And we just don't do it. And so why then do we get surprised by having the same problem over and over? So I'm not trying to say that all spiritual warfare is done because of us and we're we're the problem, but sometimes we are. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Sometimes we're refusing to grow in certain areas and that leaves us vulnerable to the enemy. And so that's why it's important for us to continue to seek maturity. And to continue to seek wholeness and to continue to seek wisdom in our lives and in how we make disciples. So we're not constantly prey to the enemy. Again, like I I just read that verse earlier, a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. So, you know, if you can imagine this, that's how cities were protected against the enemy. They built up these huge walls so that when armies came against them or marauders came against them, they had this huge thing standing in the way with people on guard on the top, you know, to to watch over the city. And so imagine like if their walls are broken down, they're just left open and vulnerable to anybody who comes along. And that's what happens in our lives. You know, we're human. And so we all start off in a pretty poor state. But if we just allow ourselves to stay there, allow ourselves to be broken down, allow ourselves to have places in our lives that we just don't really work on, we're going to have continue to have these broken down places and welcoming the enemy to come in and just attack us in these various different areas. And that's why Proverbs says in there, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. <laughs> it's like, listen, this is so crucially important in our lives. So what, where do we start? We have to start looking at our weaknesses. So watch for what seems to often get you off track or things that often give you trouble. You know, so while, and, and, you know, things that seem to be a constant problem that comes up or an issue or, oh man, this is happening again. That is an indication where there, that there is a weak point that Satan is, that is leaving you vulnerable to both natural problems and also to satanic attack. And it's only going to get more intense the more that we don't address it. And the more that we seek to bring the light into the dark. So our point is, are we being obedient in these particular areas in which that are often being attacked and, and not just not doing the bad things and saying, I'm not doing anything particularly bad. It's like, okay, but are we growing in wisdom, maturity, Christ likeness? Are we trying to bring in strategies that might help us to be able to fortify that particular place in our life. And, but like I said, guys, most of us know we have weaknesses. There are things that are not, uh, that are, that are weak in our lives. And, and, but the thing is they may seem small. That's, that's what we typically do, right? We kind of ignore them or we say, oh, well, I just prefer not to deal with that because it's too messy or, you know, it seems to be too hard to really deal with. And we think that it's small 
And so I can be able to have this and it won't be that big of a deal. Well, it, it is. Things that they may seem small now, but they will only grow, especially when attack and stress and exhaustion pressure us like never before. And I can tell you recently for myself in my life, I really found that I've been at, I've been through uh, a lot with a move and there was so much pressure and stress that it was showing me all different kinds of weak points inside my life that I'm like, wow, I really need to work on this because this is not going to be the worst thing most likely that has happened to me in my life. And so therefore I really need to work on some of these areas. So what are some some areas of weakness that are kind of more typical that uh, we can have? So first off, we got to look throughout our life. So first off, personally, our personal walks with God, are we growing in our ability to discern uh, because we're, we're getting that from God? Are we are we learning how to be able to really hear his voice, to be guided by him, to be empowered by him, to have the fruit of the spirit strong in our lives that are consistent, even when there are things that are thrown at us? Is there a significant sin issue that we know that is constantly tripping us up or is it constant temptation? This is an area we need to really look like, because even if we feel like, oh, I've got it together. I tell you, as you go along the road, Satan can really come at you hard at different times. And so we have to continue to fortify those places in our lives for us. Now, this is a big one. These two next two ones are really big that most people don't really think about when it comes to personal growth and disciple making, which are typical issues. One is having good habits in our lives, such as being a disciplined person, for instance, and how you manage your time. And, you know, something that I probably annoy our community with, with mentioning too many, so many times is having a weekly hour of power. So what, what I mean by that is a time once a week in which you're sitting down and saying, okay, what did I get done last week? What, and, or what happened last week? Did, did it work well? What can I do this week? When am I going to do it? to be able to forward and making my disciples and other areas of my life. How am I making, how am I making everything work together? And, and when and specifically am I going to do things and, and really planning out your week. And so that as you go through each day, you're just reviewing what's going on in that day and we can follow through on the plan. And so instead of leading our lives through the seat of our pants and chaos and the immediate and everything, or allowing a lot of things to fall through the cracks, we're actually focusing in on it and, and making sure nothing does fall through the cracks as much as we can by how we plan and use our lives intentionally. And, and that's just one habit to be able to help in that. But I could tell you from, you know, Paul and I could tell you from coaching a lot of people, a lot what actively keeps people from being able to move forward is that they're it's more difficult now for them to be able to manage their time or they've never been very good at managing their time. And that actively holds them back. Another one that's very big is really when it comes to capacity and what, and the area of handling stress and difficult situations. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of people that, that have a hard time dealing with anxiety 
depression, um, you know, uh, when, when a lot of pressures start coming at them, just kind of getting paralyzed and their flight and flight response kind of goes off and, and it kind of spins them into this, this place. And, you know, we, we have to not let our emotions run our life, even though it's difficult. It may be an area of weakness for ourselves, whether it's because we've actually had trauma in our lives or whether it's just that's our personality. We're just more emotional, you know, we're just more emotional people and it just gets to us a little bit more. But we have to learn how to be able to rule our hearts, to be able to, to invite the Holy Spirit into these places to help us be able to manage that. And I'm not going to spend this podcast telling you how to do all those things, but to point out, this is an issue that we have to really pay attention to. Another big area is really actually our families. You know, it's, um, it's really heartbreaking to hear and talk to disciple makers in which their family life is very unstable or that there is a family member or multiple family members that are just not on board for movement. They're just not on board for making disciples. And it's, and sometimes it's not because they're just determined. I'm not going to do it or whatever. It's just the person who initially came to us for coaching or initially wanted to make disciples never thought about how to bring their family along in this process, never thought about how this worked in with their family life. And now it becomes a decision between I spend time with family and I go and I make disciples. And now there's this seeming, um, divided loyalty that happens where their family can't even share in this big part of their life. And so we have to learn how to do life together and do ministry together, do um, disciple making together as a family, because that's even strongest. I mean, going out as a family, engaging other families and people and stuff like that is so much stronger than just one person running around and trying to do everything. And so, and if there are any, like, you know, family struggles and issues and stuff like that, sometimes that no matter what we do, it's a, it's not our fault, but we have to take it seriously at the same time and do what it takes in order to be able to store up that part of a life. It doesn't mean we stop disciple making and we stop, you know, everything in our lives in order to be able to do it. It just means that that's something we simply can ignore and that we have to take serious measures to do. Uh, a lot of times our finances can be uh, can be weak. And again, sometimes it's not our fault, some, but it, 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 we're not talking about something that's our fault, but, but we have to look at it and say, okay, this is an area that constantly is an issue. So what can we do? What can I do to make sure that is, that, that we can become strong in this area so it's not a constant place of need and attack in our lives or things that constantly set us back if that's ever a problem. You know, and guys, sometimes it is our fault. We don't save like we should. We don't spend money like we should. Or we, uh, you know, um, perhaps how we raise money as ministers or whatever, we have to make some shifts here and there. You know, we have to think about what are we going to do to be able to help have more strength in these areas. Another common one is health. Um, you know, guys, there, I'm a person who struggles with chronic illness, uh, in which there's no particular set, you know, Hey, 
Uh, if you just take this medication, if you just do this thing, you'll get better. There's no, <laughs> there's, there's no, no set thing out there. And I've tried many different things. So I am totally know that I am speaking to a lot of people that have issues they literally can't do anything about. However, there's a lot of people that are out there who kind of fool themselves, who say, I have these particular issues, but I mean, uh, what do I, can I do? And while people are sitting there going, yeah, well, I mean, if you could just, you know, discipline your diet a bit more, if you can, you know, uh, you know, sleep a little bit more, if you could just, uh, you know, exercise a little bit or do the, or maybe just go to the doctor and consider this, you know, one particular treatment. We know it's going to get better. You know, there's a, there, there's a lot of people who, do, who just don't really consider their health as a place of spiritual warfare. Because if we don't take our health seriously, if we don't try to become whole physically, actively, then we're leaving ourselves open to be vulnerable to, to Satan attacking us with those particular issues. And especially as we get older, that we age faster and, and harder. And we want this to not be a place where Satan beats us up uselessly if there's something that we can really do about it. And so we have to be honest about that. Now, this is, these other ones have to do with relationships how we handle conflict, how we communicate in response and to prevent conflict. <laughs> oh my goodness, isn't this a big one? Um, so a lot of times we either suffer from um, being too confrontational and, and not mature and we go off on people or snap people's heads off or whatever when it comes to that, or we're the opposite. We're, we're, we're so adverse to these situations that we're unwilling to deal with anything or say anything or, or anything like that to be able to make a situation better or to address someone who perhaps is, <laughs> um, you know, doing something that is hurting the people around them. And this is a place where we have to be able to become mature to handle these situations while they're small. And while they are just happening and nip it in the bud and come in there and address issues and work through them in a mature, wise, and helpful way, or else Satan is going to use those to be able to bring division, to be able to bring, you know, a uh, misunderstanding, to, to, to inflame it, to now it's getting to something that is so much bigger than what it ever had to be. And so we have to be seeking to get through these. And lastly, it's just also how we make decisions. Um, again, sometimes we make decisions that end up hurting us in the end. It's the easy, it was the easy thing to do in the moment. Or I just really wanted this thing. Or, well, I heard this thing once. And so I just went ahead and did it. Or I felt this in the moment and I just decided to go ahead and go for it. It's like, guys, we have to consider our decisions carefully, if ever possible. I mean, there's obviously some things we have to decide in the moment, but most of the time we can take a beat. We can take our, we take some time to pray over it, seek others' wisdom over it, and consider how this measures up with God's word and his principles. 
and and really think through what is truly the best thing to do. And sometimes the best thing to do isn't always what we want to do in the moment or what is easiest to do in the moment. And we have, but if we don't take the needed steps, this is going to only snowball into greater perhaps problems down the road if we take the wrong step and maybe even the decision that we're trying to make or thing we're trying to do is trying to make something better. But if we do it too hastily, or if it's the wrong thing to do, it can make it even worse. So we have to make sure that we are doing that. Okay. So what do we do about it? Uh, well, first off guys, this is another area where it's like the, the weaknesses in our lives, you know, we have to shore them up, but here's a couple of other areas for us to think about. How are we mobilizing prayer? How are we mobilizing prayer? You know, uh, when we're talking about disciple making movement or anything that is significant that we're trying to do for God, we have to realize that prayer plays such an important role that us being connected with God, that us being led by God, that us doing spiritual battle through prayer and praying down strongholds and blindness and saying, you know, God, please get through what Satan is trying to do here or that the, the blindness that he has on people's eyes, you know, this is all a part of that. And it's more, and it's much more than just us personally, or a couple people doing it when we're really trying to push the light into the darkness, it takes large amounts of prayer, but often we get so entitled and we don't want to put in the work that we need. And we don't want to put in the structures and the and maintain the, the networks and the relationships of prayer uh, so that it's there when we need it. And also there in order to be able to see these things not happen as often. And so what we end up doing is have very reactionary prayer. When things get super, super, super bad, we finally are like, okay, people, we need to pray some, and then we'll pray just enough in order to be able to get some relief. There's a story, if you remember, there's a story in the Bible of a king who got word that an art great army was coming in order to be able to, to attack them. And he was seeking the man of God to, for, hey, what do we need? We, we need God's deli- deliverance, please. What, what does God say about this? And, and he, he said, okay, take an arrow and strike the ground. And, and the guy took an arrow and was like, okay, one, two, three, okay, I'm stopping. And he, he got that the man of God got mad at him and said, what are you doing? <laughs> He's like, why did you stop? He said, because just cause you were half-hearted at this and only did it three times, you know, now only God is only going to give you partial deliverance from this. But if you had kept on going and everything, then he would have given you full deliverance of this. And now this is going to be a constant problem and a thorn in Israel's side. And so that's what often we do, guys, is that we we only mobilize prayer just enough to get some slight relief from what we're we're experiencing and what we're what we're facing. And then we just stop instead of pushing on until we have full breakthrough and full victory on these things. We have tons of podcasts on prayer movement 
and how to be able to see that happen. So go and take a look at that. Look under learn disciple making and under the prayer section, there's a lot of different things and, and contact us at team at contagious disciple making.com in order to talk to us about, well, how can I be able to mobilize prayer better in my particular city? So guys, the other, the last part of this is how are we developing team? Uh, Paul just did a podcast a couple of weeks ago that you need to go listen to is, are we anti-fragile or how can we become anti-fragile? And it was all about, hey, you know, God, we have a personal responsibility to make disciples. And and sometimes it requires us to go at it alone for a little bit. You know, just sometimes that's what happens. But we absolutely cannot stay there. We've got to try to bring other people along with us to make disciples because we otherwise it's so fragile. If we're the only ones that are doing it or if we're the only ones who know how to do it, then all, all Satan has to do is come and take us out of the game and it's gone. It's done. And so we need to be able to bring other people into our lives. This morning, I was just reading Ecclesiastes and where it was saying that, the, that hey, if you're by yourself, you can't even stay warm. You got to at least have two people to stay warm. And I can tell you, I'm a single person. I'm cold all the time. <laughs> So this is true. And this is a cord of three strands. It's not easily broken. So in other words, the more people that we have doing this with us and that are that have the ability to to not only engage the lost, but also to help others know how to engage the lost and make disciples, then the stronger that we're going to going to be. So are we bringing our own family along with us in making disciples Are we living life on life with other families and people as we make disciples together? Are are those around us becoming as capable as we are in making disciples? Or are we just the bottleneck? Are we the the guru person that, that, you know, we're not going to allow other people to be as trained as we are or anything because, you know, or we're just not thinking along those realms. And we, we have to build everybody up along with us and have a plurality of leadership and not just one. So here's some questions. So here's some questions to ask yourself, sit down, you know, take some of the categories that I just thought of and ask yourself some these questions. Number one, what are some weaknesses you know, you have, you know, you know, you have weaknesses, come on <laughs> and, and everything, but, but don't just, uh, don't just uh, think about it yourself, you know, ask other people too. but what are some weaknesses, you know, you have take some of those categories Pray through those particular things and and ask other people to. Number two, what are some of the challenges that you are facing? You know, you know if you want to know what maybe there may be some weak points or challenges, or just look at what you're dealing with right now or recently and say, okay, this might be an indication about this is something that I need to be able to work through. Number three, how do you think Satan or other people? are working against what God is trying to do. So in other words, like it, you know, are you seeing people working against you? Are you see, how are you seeing Satan working against you? How do you think that he is doing that in your life right now? Is it, is it more internal? Is it external? Is it through different circumstances? How do you think 
that the enemy is trying to work and what he is trying to do in your life right now. Because, you know, sometimes guys, we we're, we're going through something that's, that's difficult and we never stop to think like, wait a minute, what is he trying to do with this? And, and be just kind of aware. And that helps us to be on guard. The next one is, uh, is really kind of towards, a, towards uh, not as much um, evaluation, but really some more, so much as this is what I can do towards growth. So uh, do you have a developing team? Is that even something that's coming together? And, you know, again, we have podcasts that talk about how to be able to to seek and find team. If you want to learn even more how to be able to do that, contact us as well, team at ContagiousDisciplemaking.com to be able to do that. But are you telling the story to other people about about how you're engaging others who don't know Jesus and inviting them to come to be a part of that sort of thing and 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 saying let's let's form a community of people that are really wanting to do this together. And that leads me to the second part of this question is are you leaning into community? One of Satan's biggest tactics is to divide us and you know separate us, isolate us from other people and beat us all up separately. And it happens again and again and again. I've seen that somebody has stopped, you know, hanging out with other disciple makers. They've stopped, you know, coming to prayer meetings. They've stopped coming to their disciple making communities. They stopped reaching out to other people. And, you know, then you cut, see them. Sometimes it's only a couple of weeks later and suddenly they're just like a different person. They're just been beaten down to a bloody pulpit scenes. You're like, what just happened? You know? And so we have to get into a habit of leaning into community when we're having problems instead of pulling away when we, when we are. Next one is how are your prayer practices and mobilization? What are some steps you need to take personally to personally pray and also to mobilize prayer? Again, sometimes this, guys, we have to become very very committed to putting this in our lives because this is one of the things that Satan wants to fight the most is is you getting connected with God and you helping other people you know pray for you. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want that. And so he will fight tooth and nail. There'll be all the it just seems so hard. Something so simple will seem so hard. So what type of steps can we build to move forward that? And the last one is are there any relationship or sins, sin issues that need to be dealt with that are creating weakness in your life? You know, if, is, there, is there some issues in, in, or conflicts in, in among your family, your friends, your teammates? If there's anything to be done about it, try to address it. Is there a sin issue that you know is dragging you down, is plaguing you? Or, and sometimes it's not you. Sometimes it's somebody else. Sometimes it's a, it's some other person on your team, on your, in your family or amongst your friends or something like that. Sometimes it's that. And again, we, we, we tell ourselves in this culture, like, oh, well, I can't judge and I shouldn't say anything or whatever. And I'm not trying to say that every single circumstance that you're right and and they're wrong, but it is something, it's not nothing. And we need to think about 
how to be able to handle the situation. So guys, my, my, my challenge to you is to take these questions, pray through them, ask others who really know you, a variety of person about your, about these weaknesses, about these things, counselors, mentors, friends, family, teammates, you need a variety of things from various different places and people in your life helping you to create a plan to address those weaknesses and issues. And that's the next step. You need to create a plan to address those weaknesses and issues. And sometimes those plans are not complicated and they're not easy, but I'm going to tell you it's worth it. It's, it's going to be worth it to take something that has been weak in your life that Satan has been pounding you with this entire time and be able to store that up with you. Um, the next thing is find people that will help you and building strength in that area to hold you accountable and to cheer on your successes. Don't just get their initial opinions. Find people that will help you be able to, 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 to keep track and to keep moving forward and to, to aid you in this process. This is where the, the people of God are supposed to do in helping each other. And, and ultimately, guys, understand that we do this to, yes, uh, definitely keep us from experiencing terrible things because we just left ourselves vulnerable to the enemy. But use this as an exercise in your relationship with God. This is an opportunity to get to know him more, to be able to experience him in a new way. Pray, talk with him about it. Learn more about him through the experience of process and obey him, the, him in these areas and expression of your love to him about this and, 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 and balancing, balance this, this effort with trust that he is with you. He wants to, to be the power underneath your wings to help you in this particular process. And you'll find yourself becoming a different person, becoming a, the person that God created you to be, the Becoming whole, and that's the point. We want to bring strength as opposed to bring us to a place where we're whole and a vessel that is meat for the master's use. I uh, I just I tell you, Second Timothy is a great book for all this. And in Second Timothy two, it says like, listen, you know, inside of a house there are vessels that are for honor and vessels for dishonor. And so get rid of this stuff out of your life so that you can be a vessel that is prepared specifically for God's use. So in other words, let's get rid of the things in our lives that are holding us back, that are weaknesses and store ourselves up so that we can be better vessels for him and his kingdom. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and supporting this podcast. Like, share, rate, and review and help us get the word out so that together we can help more people become disciple makers. Your support allows us to continue to offer and create new content and support to disciple makers like you in transforming their communities with the gospel of the kingdom. And so as a thank you to those who support us on Patreon for at least $5 a month, you will have access to our premium content that dives even deeper into the challenges and tips for disciple making. My name is Rebecca Ewing, challenging you until next time to go and make disciples. Disciples.